0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena and I'm bringing you today's word for June 24th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled leveling up with the word because I believe that this is a season of new levels for us and leveling up is what God wants us to do in the season. He literally wants us to level up, to, to seek progress on purpose, to become the men the women that God has called us to be, to intentionally intentionally pursue you know uh, distinct progress that we can I- get incrementally, incrementally closer to his overall expected end for our lives, and that we get closer to his desire on a daily basis, that every day we are growing. Every day we're developing. Every day we're dying to sin and self and selfishness. Every day we, we are becoming the men, the women that God has called us to be. How are we going to do that? If we want to level up, we got to level up with the Word. All right, so that's it. I've been teaching a series from the Parable of the Sower, and I want to get back to it again this morning. But before I do, let me just share with you that uh, tomorrow morning, I'm in St. Louis right now, and I'm going home tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, um, I have an early morning flight, so I'm not going to be able to do today's word. And um, and so the next today's word that you're going to get from me is going to be on Monday. Uh, so... But tomorrow morning, uh, if you want a message in the morning, I have thousands of messages online. Go to youtube.com, forward slash Rick Pina or todaysword.org. Or if you have the podcast, just check in the podcast. There are over 2,000 episodes. Um, But also, I want to share with you that you will get a message from me if you get the email. You will get an email message from me on Saturday morning announcing uh, the book launch, announcing my virtual launch. Uh, Isabella and I are going to go live on Saturday morning to talk about the book. She's going to interview me. Uh, as we kind of just share uh, the heart of God concerning this book called Level Up Your Life. And I believe that this book is going to be a blessing to a lot of people. Uh, if you're interested in the book, uh, the, obviously the link and all of that, I'm going to announce all of that on Saturday. But since you guys watch it right now, the book is actually live right now on Amazon. And so if you go to Amazon and just search for Rick Pena, you'll see it. Uh, I believe that people uh, are just going to receive the instruction of God's word. And God is going to use this as a tool. And I'm, 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 I'm humble. I'm honored by it. So, thank you so much uh, in advance for just being a blessing to so many, receiving the word and then sharing the word as well. So, let me go ahead and get into the word for this morning. Let's go back to the parable. So, the title of today's message is very straightforward, very simple. Don't debate God. Look at me. I want you. I want you to to internalize what I'm about to say, and I'm going to explain it in the message. But please don't debate God. Don't argue with God. I know that I've done this. I made this mistake but don't do it. Don't debate God. Don't argue with God. Open up your heart to receive God. And then please do so in a way that it is a continuous state of submission and surrender unto him. Uh, So in the parable of the sower, the Bible says, Jesus said in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, the farmer is like someone who takes God's word, which is seed, and plants it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road, and that's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding isn't fruitful, and because they don't understand the same, it, seed, comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the rocky ground these are the people that hear the word of God and they quickly and gladly accept it at first right they high-five their neighbor and they say hallelujah thank you pastor all of that kind of stuff but they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives they have a surface level relationship with God and as a result as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word then they're quick to give up other people like see that's kind of amongst the thorny weeds this is what we've been studying these are the people that hear the teaching but their lives have become full of other things, the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want, and these other things are weeds, and the weeds grow up and choke out the word, and the word doesn't work, and then finally, other people are like good ground. Say good ground. Good ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. They allow the word of God to do what it does. They give it the priority that it that it merits, and, and that we should give it, and we place God's will above our will, and then the word works, and it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more, and you and I. We are after 100. All right. So let's get into the word uh, for this morning. I've been dealing with this whole thing about other things and competing priorities. So what does this mean for you today about not debating with God? I have two things to share with you this morning. I believe these two things are very important. Uh, So open up your heart to receive. This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Two things. Number one, here we go. So first things first, uh, God's commandments are not Suggestions, and you know, and this is actually something uh, that that needs to be said today because it seems like today, more than ever, people debate everything and people want to argue, especially as it relates to absolutes, right? So, people want to say, Well, no, this is just my opinion, you know, uh, you know, I I I should be able to feel this way. You, 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 there's people who want to debate rights and wrongs, and absolute right or absolute wrong, and no, every there's no there's no right and wrong. It's just you know maybe I feel this I feel this way today. I, no no stop none of that. When it comes to God, let me tell you something. God tells us what to do. God gives us commandments. He doesn't give us suggestions. The commandments found in the Word of God are commandments. If God tells you something in His Word that's clear, you got to do it. And Jesus said, "If you love me, then do what I say. Dog, want to do you know obey my commandments. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do something and you don't do it, that's sin. That's disobedience. Let's not debate this. Well, you know. I should have, no, no, God is God. Either he is Lord of all, or he is not Lord at all. So God expects us as his children to do what he says. This is what made Jesus so powerful in the earth. So Jesus only did what he saw the Father do. Jesus only said what he heard the Father say. Jesus was completely submitted to the Father. Jesus was God in the flesh. Let me make this point. Jesus was God in the flesh right? But he didn't walk around operating like God. He walked around operating like a human who was submitted to God. Because if he walked around operating like God, and he just did things as God and not as a human, then, we, then he could not be our example. We could not emulate Jesus. We cannot say, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. We can do none of that because he was, well, we're not God. So we, we can't emulate God but we can emulate a human who submitted to God. So he walked around as a human. He walked around as a human who was completely submitted to the Father. And so since he was a human who was submitted to the Father, watch this, his power was derived from his submission. Let me say that again. His power was derived from his submission. So if you want power. If you want to operate with Holy Ghost power, supernatural power, then your power is derived from your submission. So if you want to walk in the power of God, you can't be debating with God. If you want to walk in the power of God, then every time the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you need to do it and not fight against it. You got to be quick to repent whenever the Holy Spirit... You know what? The word repent, people don't even use that no more. People don't even say that from the pulpit. People don't talk about sin. People don't talk about repent. People don't talk about holiness. Let me tell you, the Bible is still true. Holiness is still the requirement. Our God is still a holy God. Sin is still wrong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just want to be clear about this. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you still got to do it. This is not up for debate. A few days ago, I told you that you got to give yourself the license to rid your heart of all distractors so that you can rest in God's presence, hear his voice, all of that. So God made you a free moral agent. And that, that means that you have the ability, you have the right to choose. God gave you the power to make your own decisions. You have the power to choose. And, and your decisions put you in a position that dictates your life. That's it. You, your power to choose. God gave you that power. So please don't use that power the wrong way. That Meaning that God has given you the power to disobey him. You can disobey God. God can tell you to do something. You say, no, I ain't doing it. The Holy Spirit can tell you to do something. You can say, no, I ain't doing it. Or you can debate with him. But never give yourself, just like I said, you got to give yourself a license to to rest, never give yourself the license to debate God. Never put your ideas above God's ideas. Never put your desires above God's desires. God has given you the right to choose, and this, this right, this power to choose is, is, is absolutely paramount in your life. You have freedom. This freedom can help you, Or this freedom can hurt you. This freedom can help you if you use that freedom to say, I'm free to do everything God tells me to do. I'm going to submit it to him in all my ways. And because I have the right to choose, I'm actually choosing God. I'm choosing. I'm not doing it because God has forced me to do it. I'm doing it because I love God and I want to please my father. Then, yes, you're going to live a life that is pleasing in your sight. But if you choose to put your ideas above God's ideas, if you choose to put your will above God's will, then you will, in effect, override God in your life. And you say, no, I'm going to make my own decisions. And God is not going to stop you. God will not debate with you. But, but if you put your ideas above God's ideas, you're going to have to deal with the repercussions of it. You're going to reap whatever you sow. So you have power as a child of God. But if you really want to operate in supernatural power, then once again, supernatural power is derived from submission. Your power is going to come from your obedience. Your obedience to God and his Word. And this lines up with the parable, because if you don't obey God, then then basically your life is producing weeds that's choking out the word. Number two, I only have two points for this morning. Number two, we must give God and his word the priority that they deserve. So when you hear something, let's say that you hear God's will on any given topic. Uh, Let's say that you hear the will of God concerning your marriage. The will of God concerning relationships, the word, the will word of God concerning, you know, your body, your, your physical health, the word of God concerning anything. When you hear the word of God concerning forgiveness, then you have a choice. You can either accept it and walk in accordance with it, or you can disagree with God and re, you can reject it. Right. But whenever you have a position, let me say it this. way: Let's say that you have a position and you come into the knowledge through the word of God or through the Holy Spirit. That your position and God's position are not in alignment. In that moment, you have a choice. You can either switch positions and say, Oh, God, my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know this was your will. So, my bad. So, I'm going to switch positions. You can either switch positions to God's position and now align yourself with God and submit your will to his will, or you can stubbornly maintain your position. Nope. I'm not doing that. You can stubbornly maintain your position. And if you do, and if you're stubborn and stiff-necked and hard-headed and you maintain your position, even when you know it's wrong, you are disobeying God and it's going to cost you. And at that point, the word that was sown in your heart is not going to produce a harvest. This is what the parable is teaching. The word sown in your heart is not gonna produce a harvest. You can go to church Sunday after Sunday, but if you are stiff-necked and hard-headed and disobedient, then the word is not gonna work. You could be there, you can hear the word, you can even say amen, you can high five your neighbor, you can write out a check and sow a seed. The word is not gonna work because you're being disobedient to God because you are maintaining a position of disobedience when instead we should be quick to repent. Now, I remember when I first started walking with God, and I know that I'm talking about stuff that people don't like to talk about today like sin and disobedience and holiness. But when I first started walking with God, I was discovering conflicts between me and God every day. Every day. You know, I'm I'm a- I come to God. I'm a Dominican kid, straight out of Brooklyn, and you know I was I was arrogant and pompous and pious and and quick to fight and quick to argue and I cussed it like every other third word and uh, and you know I was and and I, and I gave I got born again and so now I'm trying to walk with God and as I'm walking with God, oh my God, like it's like every day just about I was like oh snap this is wrong oh man I'm wrong here oh man I'm wrong there but I loved it though I, I wanted to I wanted God to show me all the ways in which I was wrong. I I had a hunger for God that was so strong that I wanted to be pleasing to him. So I wanted to know all the ways that I was not pleasing to him. And every time I came across a scripture or the Holy Spirit said something to me that that was pointing out to me that I was wrong, that, hey, you're not in alignment, I was quick to repent. You know what the word repent means? The word repent means you're going in a different direction. It's not a 360. It's a 180. Uh, Repent means I was going this way. The Holy Spirit says you're wrong. Oh, snap. Okay, I'm wrong. Now I'm going that way, right? So I'm I'm aligning with God. I'm making a decision to change. I am going in a different direction. Repent means I'm actually headed in a different direction. If you say, I repent, but your actions don't change, if you say, I repent with your lips, but your conduct didn't change, then you did not repent. Repent means you change. Repent means God showed me where I'm wrong, and I'm wrong. Not just a bit, well, today, everybody. No, 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 no. I'm wrong. If the Bible is right, and we are wrong, that's it. I mean, there's no debate here. There's something a marriage is a relationship between one man and one woman under God, point blank period. There is no other marriage. If it's not one man, one woman, it's not marriage, that's it. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, there's some things that are not up for debate. The Bible is very clear about things. And so, so the things that the Bible is clear about, that's it. That's God's word, that's God's will, that's God's way. And it's not up for debate. If you make it a practice, to debate with God, if you make it a practice to try to place your will above God's will, you're going to fail. I don't know how else to say it, but if you're quick to repent every time, Every time God shows you something where you're wrong and you're quick to repent and you're quick to change, if there's a disconnect between you and God, you got to be quick to say, I'm wrong. If there's ever a, a disconnect between me and God, I'm, I'm the person who's wrong because God is not going to change. His word is not going to change. Heaven and earth can pass away, but that word is not going nowhere. So so if if anybody, if there's, if there's a conflict between me and God, then I'm the one who's wrong and I'm the one that has to change. If you ever get to that point where you are quick to change, quick to repent, then yeah, God is going to use you and God is going to produce uh, change in you, fruit from you, and your life is going to be amazing. But if you make it a practice to debate God, to stubbornly maintain your position, hey, man, let me talk to you for a minute. You know you're wrong about that, right? You're supposed to forgive. You need to let that thing go. Hey, let me talk to you for a minute. Come on, man. How are you going to have a wife and a girlfriend? That You know you're wrong. And, and here you are call yourself a Christian. Come on, man. You, you know you're wrong. Well, you know. No, no. Ain't no, you know nothing. Don't debate anything. At the end of the day, if you're wrong, you're wrong. You know what I mean? Repent. And this is it. This is it. We have to come in alignment. We can't have this. You can't give yourself the license to debate God. If you're going to sit there and try to debate God, and, and when God is trying to show you things lovingly, God is saying, son, daughter, no, this is wrong. If you keep going down that road, you're going to pay the price for it. I don't want you to do that. I want you to come here. And you are stubbornly staying in your sin or stubbornly staying in your disobedience then listen, you're going to pay for it. The commandments of God are not up for debate. The commandments of God, like people say, well, you know, the Bible's kind of antiquated. Do you think the Bible still stands? Yes, I believe the Bible. Yes, I believe everything God said. Do you believe the Bible's real? Yes, I believe the Bible's real. I believe the Bible is the infallible, inerrant, inexhaustible Word of God. I believe that every word from God shall stand. I believe that heaven and earth can pass away, but not one jot, not one tittle from the Word of God is ever going to pass away. That's it. The, I believe that I give the Bible supreme authority in first place in my life. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells me to do, I have to submit unto that. We get to choose. We have the right to receive or to reject God. Please choose wisely. I know people today that debate everything. I used to be one of those people. Listen, don't debate God. you got to submit unto God in all your ways. Changing your will and changing your ways to align with God is more than worth it. If you make it a practice to get up every morning and say, God, if you show me where I'm wrong, I'm going to change. And God is going to show you where you're wrong. And he's going to expose to you where your will and his will don't align, And every time he exposes that to you, you have to change. This is how we walk in holiness. This is how we walk in righteousness. This is how the world sees something different in us that they don't have. This is why. This is how we are different. We're called to be separate. We're called to be different. If there's no difference between you and the world, if, if somebody that's not born again works with you and doesn't see any difference between you and them, there's no difference between you and them and your character no difference between you and them in your conduct there's no difference between you and them in your words if there's no difference between you and them at all then there's a problem how are you going to reach somebody how are you going to draw somebody to god if they can't see anything in you that's any different than them as a believer we're called to walk in holiness and righteousness say amen to that and please don't the only way we're going to get there is if we stop debating with god every time god shows you what you're wrong just say yes lord my bad i'm wrong and And that's it. And you make that a practice day after day after day. You're going to wake up one morning. You're going to see that the word is working. You're going to see that the Holy Spirit is flowing through you. You're going to experience the power of God, and you will live an amazing life, and I'm a witness of this. All right? So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, and then I'm going to release you until Monday. So say, say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up my life by giving you first place in every area, I clear a way in my heart for your word to work. Every time I come across a scripture that where my thinking doesn't line up with it, or every time the Holy Spirit says something to me about me that's not pleasing to you, I am quick to repent. I will not debate your will. I will not stubbornly disagree with your ways. Instead, Father, I quickly and regularly repent and change. Your will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it's going to happen through me because I'm submitted to you. I get to the point where your will is my will. Where my will is your will. And you and I are one. People will see holiness and righteousness in my conduct and character. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. If you want my notes, you can get my notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button at the top right, put in your email address, and you get, you're get you going to get all my notes on the e- uh, in your email inbox on a daily basis, and you're going to get it for free. So please sign up. So listen, I know this is not something that you hear a lot today. People today don't talk about holiness or repentance or righteousness or sin, <laughs> but it's still true. It's still the Bible. And, and if we want the word to work, we need to clear our hearts from all of these weeds, so the word can do what it does. Listen, you're going to get an email from me about the book uh, this weekend. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I thank you in advance for your support as it relates to the book. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Two things. Uh, Number one, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline, with your friends before you leave this screen. Number two, leave me some comments in the chat because I do go back and I read those. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday. God bless you.